Hi, I'm Chris Peppel, and you're listening to my Look to See Me podcast. I hope you're all having a great week. It has been my birthday week last week. Yes, I was a December baby. For some people, December birthdays even closer to Christmas than mine mean that your special day gets blended in with the holiday. Some people feel a bit cheated out of their special moment, while others say it means that at least their family has come into town for the holiday and can say happy birthday while they're there. So what do you do for your birthday? Does it feel like a special day to you? I had a great week celebrating my birthday this year. My kids and I had a nice dinner out. We decorated the Christmas tree after dinner. I also had a dinner the night before and ate great lettuce wraps. They were delicious. They're one of my favorite appetizers. I had another wonderful birthday lunch midweek with a friend and then celebrated with another friend yesterday. Okay, yesterday I had the best spinach quiche with cranberry salad and poppy seed bread. Celebrating with people I love and enjoy being around has really been fun. If you look up the history of birthday celebrations, You get several different opinions on when the tradition began. It seems that around the late 1800s, middle-class Americans started celebrating birthdays in their families. We have some journals and letters that include details about a cake being baked or families uh, cooking a special dinner. Sometimes friends were invited to festivities at the times. Now, Let me tell you, as a parent, you know this, or a relative, an aunt, grandparent who celebrated with kids, birthday celebrations can be quite extravagant, especially for children. You hear parents, like, renting out an entire gym or part of a hotel uh, so people can stay over and use the indoor pools or an entire movie theater. Uh, Sometimes they pay someone to cater the event and entertain the kids. My new interest has been researching how birthdays are celebrated around the world. I'm not going to talk about that today because I'm just getting into the research of what other children do. I don't want to give out any information that I have not verified yet. But I have looked up other historical examples of birthdays being celebrated. Many historians say that Egyptians were actually the first ones to start the birthday party tradition. Supposedly, though, they weren't celebrating their actual physical birth. When a pharaoh was crowned, they became a god to their people. The birthday, then, was a spiritual birth, recognizing their new life as a god. Other religious groups also talk about being, quote, born again. But this rebirth is available to their members, not just a leader. The denominations of Anabaptist, Moravian, Methodist, Quaker, Baptist, Plymouth Brethren, and Pentecostal churches, along with most other evangelical Christian denominations, have the doctrine of being born again as one of their core beliefs. Just as with the pharaohs of Egypt, this is a spiritual rebirth. Many denominations also have a coming-of-age celebration. For example, Jewish boys and girls celebrate their bar and bat mitzvahs at age 13 and 12 in order to demonstrate their commitment to their faith. Rumspringa marks the time when youth in the Amish community turn 16 and are able to enjoy unsupervised weekends away from family. 
And many parts of Central and South America, young girls celebrate their uh, quinceanera when they turn 15 years old. American youth celebrate their sweet 16 birthdays. The uh, Apache tribe's coming-of-age ceremony happens when a young Apache girl hits puberty in celebration of her transition to womanhood. So thinking about different times of life that we celebrate, thinking about birthdays and births and rebirths, made me think about all of the ways we change in life. I hear people compliment other people and say, wow, you haven't changed at all since high school or college. Their intention is to comment on our looks and imply that we still have our youthful features. I'm certainly glad I changed since both high school and college, though. Sure, physically, I'm graying now. I have a few wrinkles popping up. Um, uh, you know, I'm a person who has a little bit of arthritis in my hands and I have some other health issues. But I'm not worried about that part of aging. What I'm thankful for is the emotional and intellectual growth that we all go through if we're lifelong learners. I look back on my life and see so many ways that I have changed and matured. I've learned better communication skills. I grew up in a family that didn't communicate emotions in a healthy way. I learned from others to either stuff your emotions inside of you or allow your emotions to take over and cause you to explode in anger at times. Regrets come with both of these choices. I've learned to be more open to diversity. I didn't grow up thinking about the rights of others. I didn't grow up thinking about others at all, really. What someone's needs might be, what their hopes might be, what their life might be like. I didn't study other cultures until my social anthropology classes in college. Honestly, I love those classes so much that I wish I had chosen that as a major. Those classes were the first time that I opened my eyes to the world as a whole and thought about my global community. I've learned how to love and respect myself as I learned to love and respect others. I didn't grow up liking myself at all. I really, I didn't care about my life. I didn't even picture myself living beyond the age of 18 or 21. I just did whatever I needed to do to exist in the moment. I was in pure survival mode. I tried to do what was expected of me. I got married to a very abusive person when I was 21. We were engaged when I was 20. I thought he was right when he called me names and ignored my needs or wants. I thought I deserved everything negative that came my way. It took me a long time to understand that I didn't have to let him define me. That is one way that I'm really thankful that I changed. I've learned a lot about love and healing. I've learned about social justice and fighting for the equality of all people. I've learned how to listen to others. I've learned about grieving. I've learned about joy. I've learned more about forgiveness. If we are lifelong learners and if we examine our lives and grow, we will see times when we change. Maybe we should celebrate these new birth moments in our life more often. We should celebrate when we courageously discover who we are and live authentically. We should celebrate when we work to get through a challenging time and arrive fairly safely on the other side of the challenge. We should acknowledge moments of success and moments of healing. Birth of ourself and who we are comes in many different moments.
celebrate who you are. You are loved. You are amazing. Don't just look at that moment of your physical birth and think that moment and the people that were present in that moment are the only ways that you are defined. You have the ability to define yourself, to create new moments of new birth. That could be spiritual, if you were a spiritual and religious person. That could be emotional, if you recognize ways that you need to change in your life. I mean, truly, I had so many bad habits that I had to work through. And working through those has been moments of new birth for me. Because I feel so new when I break a habit that I needed to break. Discovering new friend groups, new people that I care about, are big moments of change for me. As I move into who I am and grow through so many ways that I needed to change and heal and love differently and see the world differently. I find new groups who are there on the other side, people who have already moved through those moments of growth and embrace me into their community. And it's like, it's like a new birth moment in some ways. And I use birth as a, a moment of new beginnings. And it's, it's beautiful moments like this that we come into ourselves and we come into community and we come into new hope and new love and new moments of healing and we feel so changed. And, you know, I'm not talking about asking people to give you gifts every time we come through one of these new moments. So wouldn't that be fun if every time we had an, an, a moment of change or a moment of growth? That we got something for it. <laughs> but what we get is joy and peace, uh, new love, new hope. We do get something when we grow and change as a lifelong learners. We get new places and new communities. We, we get new friendships. We, we just get new, new moments to be who we truly were meant to be. And it's beautiful. And sometimes it comes as set times when somebody says, now you're 16, or now you're 15, or now you're 12, or now you're 13. But a lot of times it comes at moments that catch us off guard. When we've been struggling with something, and suddenly we find the answer, or we find just a glimpse of healing. When we've been grieving, and we find the light again. Just a, a, the first glimmers of light on the other side of so much hurt. And it is like you're a new person for a moment. You're not the same person as you were on the other side of that hurt or that other side of that grief or that other side of that challenge. You have learned something. You have changed. And it is constantly part of our life is these, these moments of change, these new birth moments, when suddenly we are somebody that we weren't before. And so celebrate those. Sometimes they do come with loss. Somebody has not grown or changed as we have, and they're still on the other side, and they can't understand our change. Or they don't believe we've changed. They still maybe see 
us as we were before and want to define us as the past. We can't define people just by single moments in their life or moments before they changed. That's not how we should define anybody. We should look at these birth moments and celebrate with each other. The newness, it's beautiful. It's exciting. It's, it's growth. It's what life is meant to be. We should not just stay who we were in elementary school or high school or college or during our graduate or at the beginning of a serious relationship or at the beginning of a friendship. That's not who we are. And we can't define ourselves by past mistakes only, by past challenges only. Because if we have done the hard work, birth is hard work. Physical, spiritual, emotional birth is hard work. And if we have done the hard work to learn and to grow and to get on the other side of a challenge or a moment or break a bad habit or learn something that we just had never learned before in life, that's beautiful. Stick with those people who see you new, who see you how you are, who celebrate your growth and your change with you, and don't continue to find define you as you were. As you were is just that, as you were. Stick with the people who love you as you are, who see those moments of birth and change and say, all right, this is newness. This is hope. This is love. This is new opportunities. This is new growth. It can be intellectual growth, emotional growth, spiritual growth, physically overcoming some a physical challenge. Celebrate that part of you. Celebrate who you are. You are loved. If you need to forgive yourself for who you were before you worked through whatever it is you needed to work through, go ahead and forgive yourself. We are not still that person who made that mistake or didn't understand or failed at a challenge. We are who we are now. Find the people who love you as you are now. Celebrate with those people. Celebrate yourself. You are worthy. You are loved. Thank you for listening to my Look to See Me podcast. Hope to have you back on soon and listen to another session, and I hope you have an absolutely wonderful day.